You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hey, I'm Andrew. And I'm John. Our show, Magnified Pod, is the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and deep dives into the discographies of the bands that shaped a generation of 90s youth group kids. We share our thoughts on the Christian bookstore alternate universe scene we grew up in, our changing religious views, and the alternative music that formed us, going through albums track by track. We've also interviewed band members, producers, filmmakers, and artists, and had fascinating, profound, and silly conversations along the way. Check out Magnified Pod on the Rock Candy Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, dudes? This is Reese Rober, one of your hosts here at Joe and Reese's Pickle and Boot Shop, a diabolical brainwashing machine. This is the long-awaited episode 70. Uh, This is where I give my disclaimer on what is about to happen. First of all, Joe and I both start out singing poor renditions of Joe Cocker. And we talk about where the mountains cry. It's real bad. I talk about how I unfortunately dress like my favorite team at work, which is the Denver Broncos. Joe says people come to this show for facts and for news events, which I don't really think that's true. We make fun of the world's first successful face transplant. Then we discuss bargain cremation tactics. We talk about porta potty poops and it overflowing. And the worst thing of all is we turn very serious and talk about my failed marriage. And I talk about the very real and scary thing of being stalked in real life. I do like it though. That's better. Where the eagles fly and the mountains cry. The mountains cry. Joe, what's happening? It's nine o'clock somewhere. It's nine o'clock somewhere. I'm drinking some John Q already. Are you seriously? Yeah, oh, you are in full-blown alcoholic mode. It's nine o'clock somewhere. Is that how that's? Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, today's uh, episode we are recording Tuesday morning at eight thirty in the morning. 8, it was supposed to be eight thirty in the morning, 51. but uh, Grease Groper decided to uh, make me wake up to podcast at 8.30 in the morning, and then he's not showing up until almost 9. Because, hang on, it's a good reason, though. Uh, doubt uh, it, but my, let's hear it. Uh, Lyndon didn't, it's, she was like, it's pajama day, and then she wore this astronaut onesie, and she's like, get, we get to drop off air, and she's like, I don't want to wear this. And I was like, all right, I'll go. Well, let's go home, and then she put on different pajamas. <laughs> Are you so it's not like she didn't want to wear pajamas? See, that's what I thought. I was like, that's a good idea because I would that's what I hated about dress up days is like you'd be excited for an hour and then you'd be like, gosh dang it, now I gotta act like Harry Potter all day or whatever. Yeah, a stormtrooper, and you can't put on your regular clothes and you're wearing a costume all day, or you know, you have to, yeah, it's had like. Dress like your favorite team, and I would unfortunately dress like the Broncos, and then I'd be embarrassed all day. Well, yeah. at least it's not the Lions. Um, yeah, but the Lions—you don't—you never get your hopes up for it, do you? I guess probably you with know, Barry Sta- Sanders. You had or with Barry Sanders. Barry, Barry Sanders, Sanders was was <laughs> a great 
fourth string running back. Let's clap. Three, two, one. Okay. Um, yeah, but the Lions. Uh, the funny thing is, I can't stand the Lions. I don't. I don't root for them. Nothing like that. The people around Detroit. It is insane every single year. They do like the Lions. They get all excited that this is going to be the year. They buy into like they drink the Kool Aid that all this is going to be the year, man. This is going to be the year. Has it ever been the year? No, never. And like we've had better teams. Like Detroit's had better teams in the past, like with Matt Stafford at quarterback, all like different running, like all this, and then. This year, the Lions were on HBO's uh, Hard Knocks uh-huh. about like training camp, mm-hmm. and so even more, even more here in Detroit, people bought in the Kool Aid. Like, look at this team! Look how amazing they are! Look at the coach! Like, this guy knows what he's doing. Doesn't know anything. Fourth and nine on like the the opponent's 30-yard line, and they, they for go it. for it. <laughs> like, this guy doesn't know how to coach. The team, I mean, if you are a football player, a college football player, you get drafted by the Lions, just don't report to, like, just don't, just quit football. Just be like, all right, that was a good run, man. I'm going to go, uh, yeah. I'm going to go be a botanist. Horticulture, baby. And you know what minimum wage, though, is in, the NFL, it's like five hundred thousand. Like if you're on the practice squad, yeah, I think practice squad a year. I think uh, Heidi and I were looking this up the other day. I think practice squad is a hundred and fifty grand a year. Oh, I'm sorry, hundred and fifty grand a year. Yeah, and then I think the minimum the minimum yearly salary for for an NFL guy is like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is what? What just happened? Oh, I put oh. I put record on. I have to tell you, I'm uh, recording you, Joe. Recording. I'm recording you. Um, now I don't see you. No, your camera's not on. It is too. Uh, I don't see you. I just see like an avatar, like picture of you, and it's pulsating. Yeah. Did that help? Not at all. Not that? at all. I'm not a slim bit. Then. Not there. a slim bit. Not recording. I'm not going to record it. You're okay. still your mic. Your uh, camera's still not going. Um. <sighs> Which doesn't mean we can't record. I just can't see your face. Well, there's not much there to look at. <laughs> since the a since the chimpanzee accident. Mm-hmm. Dude, what what's up with that? I recently heard some more stories about that. Some lady uh-huh. in the in the world, you know, people come to this show for facts and for news events, right? A lot of and people so, don't know what is going on anywhere in the world. They tune in to Pickle and Bootstrap. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's just get down to the facts: the who, what, where, when, how, and why. And why? Where somewhere in the world. Who, a lady, did what? Had a pet chimpanzee Uh who she had for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, the what? What, you say? Not her face. Her friend's face Yeah, like her neighbor or her husband or somebody like that. Just ate. Yeah, just ate the face off. Uh Why? Because it's a wild animal who you've been dressing up in a little suit and having him drink coffee and stuff for 40 years. He's a chimpanzee. He wants to eat bananas. He wants to pick at his butthole. He wants to he wants to do chimpanzee things. That's, you know what I mean? That's what happened. He doesn't want to sit at a garage sale and for 50 cents you can get your picture taken with him. Because you know what happens? After that, that 1,000... Seventh picture. Yeah, he he rips someone's face off. They were given. I think they said that they were given this chimp again. Facts, just the facts. I think. I think they said they were given this chimp like red, like Benadryl. What'd you say? They were given yeah red red dye number five. Yeah, they were giving him like Benadryl. 
They were giving him medications, like all that stuff. And you're like, what in the world? And then it ripped this dude's face off or this lady's face off. And then they had to do reconstructive surgery on this lady's face. Yeah. I think this all happened recently. And when I say recently, it was like 10 years ago. (laughs) 20. It was so long ago. Oh, you know where I saw it? I saw it on. uh, Remember when? That little Facebook memory thing popped up, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. No, I, I – Here you go. Grandpa. I saw it on, like, Discovery Channel or something like that because they – it was like a when animals attack, and then they had the lady that got attacked and what she looks like now. She looks like – Yeah. That's not nice. When, when, she has her face is not attached right. It's not attached right. When people say she was the first successful face transplant, I don't know what they're talking about. Because it's it doesn't look like his. I, if that's a successful face transplant, I'd like to see an unsuccessful face transplant. Yeah, I thought because, she died. Did she die? Well, as of the show being recorded, whenever and me seeing it over the summer, okay. she hadn't died. Okay, so she still, still lives us. on still on videotape. Right. Um, celluloid. Celluloid. Uh, yeah. So that I again. Uh, Thanks for the fact. A successful, a successful face transplant. I don't understand it. She looks like a potato. Uh huh. Her face. You know who she looks like? Yeah, but potato. Like, have you seen uh, the the Batman Christian Bale, the Two Face guy? That's what the Christian, the Christian Batman, who's that Bible man? Yeah, that's an unsuccessful face transplant. Looks like it's no face. That's what you know. The guy has no no face. That's. That's what she would have is no face, and then she has a face. I or, think no face would look better. Like if you look like Skeletor, it's not sustainable. It's not. The, if you look like Skeletor, at least I know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Have you Have you ever seen the critically acclaimed um, share movie called uh, Mask? I have. I was. I thought you were going to say, Have you ever seen the critically acclaimed television show? came out in the 80s it's called masters of the universe but there was a fellow on there by the name of skeletor and he you know yeah. go ahead mask by share yeah share and uh who's the who's the other guy in there matthew mcconaughey uh-huh and then that guy uh, other guy that was in another movie and he played the kid the kid that had the he was supposed to he was supposed to be the Titus. first marty mcfly yeah you're right and he was in a he was in some other movies. Who, what was, was his a name? Kid, Matthew McConaughey. Not Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey was like the adult in it. Yeah. Uh, his name is Christian Bale. And Christian Bale. But yeah, that Rocky the, guy. It's not Elephantitis. It's like uh, something along that where it's a yeah. mal, malformation. He had a, yeah. But, like, even that character in that movie, because we're not talking about a real person, everybody. Relax. We're not going to talk about mousetraps. Relax. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the chimp face person looked worse than the Rocky character from the movie Mask, starring Cher and Matthew McConaughey. And the other guy. And the other guy. Facts, people. That's why you come here. For the That's facts. why you come here for the facts. Oh, did we say welcome uh, to uh, this week's pickle and boot shop? No, fire it up. Yet? Fire I'm it too, up. I'm too tired. I drank coffee and now I'm drinking a uh, friggin' failure puddle. You guys, it's nine nine o'clock in the morning and he's uh, halfway through a failure puddle. I'm not halfway. I just had a couple sips. Listen, brother. He, he I'm just had, had a to rough co- week. He just had to, to get rid of the shakes. Seriously. I'm not drunk. I just had to get rid of the shakes. So. Um, all right, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Picklet Boot Shop, episode 28, better known as episode 71. 70. I think just 70. 70. 70. You guys, things have been nuts. So we thank you so much for at least sticking with the show. Um, uh, freebies. Semi weekly show. Yeah, freebies. Uh, I, 
I can't, we can't really help that the freebie portion. Like if the freebie portion only comes out like once every two weeks or three weeks, uh, it's kind of when we can do it. Cause we, we kind of have a knife to our throat when it comes to the Patreon people because Literally. they pay, they pay for content. So we got to get that content to them. And sometimes we have to not get the freebie content out to get the content to the, the people who are paying us. And when we don't put stuff out, they, they, they text us and they phone us and they message us like you worthless pieces of garbage. Mm-hmm. Give me my content. They, they scream at us. Yeah. They, they, the they, they say, get out of my yard and give me my chicken. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what they do to us. And that's inappropriate. It hurts. I mean, it, it hurts when you, when you get five iron lyrics shouted at you, it hurts. It hurts. Cause you're like, Oh, that's what those words are. And that hurts. I am not yeah. digging it. Yeah, I'm not digging it. Just not like a grave. All. Just like oh. a grave. I'm not digging it. There's people that dig those graves. I'm not digging it. That's not my job. I'm not taking I'm not taking a job away from somebody else. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Some s- Kuma some laude. Mm-hmm. Uh Scuba some laude. Yeah, some some Kuma some laude uh award winner. Uh, person with a you know uh, a master's degree in cellulose structure. Not I'm not taking a job away from that person when he gets hired at a funeral home. Not taking that job away from him to dig it to dig a grave. Not gonna do it unless um, unless the price comes off. Because funerals funerals are a pricey gig. Yeah, man, that's the. Main reason I don't die, I yeah, it is expensive. Uh, yeah, the funeral home, funeral, the grave plot, the coffins, all that stuff. Even if you get, uh, if even if you get uh, cremated, the urns are expensive. Cremation I, is expensive. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, find, I'm gonna find it like a vase at a garage sale. Mm-hmm. Keep it for my family. Yep. Say this is. This is what you could put me in. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start saving up some newspaper, and I have my favorite Zippo, and okay. I'll say here here's some newspaper uh, and uh, my Zippo to get the to get the party started. If you know what I mean, wink, wink, elbow poke. Then once they dance around me like Vader on uh, Endor mm-hmm. as I as I burn. Um, they can put me into, like I said, the the vase or the thermos that I found at a garage sale, and we could keep this thing cheap. Joe, I'm no, I'm no professional roofer, but I think that is illegal. It's only illegal if you get caught. Oh, okay. Thank you for that advice, sir. I think <laughs> uh-huh. I, I would also do that, or just like. You know, I mean, yeah. it's prohibitive, prohibitive to die these days. The cost. It it really makes you want to just keep going. And that, it does. It's the only thing sometimes. You're like, well. Yeah. And sometimes this world is so, like, it's so amazing and it's so stress-free that you're like, I just want to keep going. Sometimes. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, yeah. I yep. to, I have to do some therapeutic breathing this week. I had to have some therapeutic breaths. <laughs> Why? What happened? Took. What yeah. happened this week? Why? What happened? Well, it's it's well been for a- hey. Well, for starters, my McDonald's bucks expired. <laughs> for starters, that I got stole out of my kids' uh, Halloween candy last year expired. Number one. Okay, worst week ever. No, worst uh, week ever. When you when you go to bite into that uh, Tootsie Roll, thinking it's gonna be semi expired, uh-huh. and it's full expired, and you you just bite into that chocolatey log, and it just it about cracks your tooth. Do you eat those th- Tootsie Rolls? I've no. given up on. Like candy is not that exciting to me anymore. 
I don't I, want to. I agree a thousand percent. It just like makes you feel like crap. So if it's, I'm going to eat it, it's got to be good. And Tootsie Rolls are way at the bottom of the list. Next yeah. to like those multicolor grandma like candies that stick together in the dish. Yeah, the rib, ribbon candies. Yeah, those like and those orange foam peanut things, the circus sized peanuts. Oh, I, I I'll I'll grub up on those every no. now and then. I'm Mostly not. because people think they're so gross, and so they're then I, that's why I eat them. Gross. I um, think about the only candy that I really I, – I'm like you. I don't really care about candy. I could – I'll go for fruit if I want sweet. Uh-huh. But if it's candy, like driving, like a good driving snack, I like um, – do you know what peach rings are? Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I love peach rings. Uh-huh. Other than that, there's not really a candy that I'm like, oh, man, I'd really like this or I'd really like that. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, every once in a while, I'll be like, I want a payday or those are good. Like Uh, you go right to the worst one. Yeah, you go right to the worst I'm one. I'm lactose well, intolerant. There's better ones with with chocolate, but I if I eat them, I'm gonna cram my pants. What about a Butterfinger? That is the it's worst good. candy ever what? made. No, they're good. A Butterfinger is horrific. I'll cram my pants if I eat them. But yeah, sometimes worse. Oh, that should be their new the slogan. They should get rid of uh, crap in your pants. They should get rid of uh, uh, Bart Simpson. I think like, they did. Did they? And I just don't have know if they're doing that one still. Just have somebody running to the bathroom, like running to a porta potty, holding holding their butt, holding their sphincter. And then when they come out of the porta potty, and everyone has that same face when you come out of the porta potty because of the wreckage that you saw when you looked into the hole, because everyone's got to look into the hole. Yeah, you want and to then make sure there's not a snake or a black widow, or just a birthday cake pile of poop that will reach up to you up to the breach yeah that will just tickle your nuts as they just dangle ever so yeah oh that could be brutal i'll tell you what yesterday i was in a porta potty and when i went in there i did i did the peak and what i saw i saw blue liquid Blue liquid with some toilet paper, and then about three different poops stacked on top of each other, all wildly, wildly different colored. Like there was like there was like your mahogany. Uh-huh. Then there was then there was one that was uh, that was like orange. It was almost it was almost um, traffic cone orange. There was wow. there was one like a dark brown, and the then it was finger. this. Then there was this like traffic cone orange, and then there was like a like a normal Burnt color over. poop, like a latte colored. Uh huh. I was like, "Holy smoke! Who is pooping out orange?" Hey, Joe. What? Um, uh, everybody Can you get is... canceled for that now? We no. can't sit. We got to add that to the list. No, we can't talk about mouse traps or orange traffic cone poop. And everybody has different poop colors that come out. And also different colors of their skin. And that's okay. It's okay. I don't <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with it. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. I want to talk about my week. Let's do it. I'm listening. I, while you when you start talking, I'm gonna go put on another uh Keurig coffee. You're not listening. You're like, yeah, no, I am. I got my headphones in. Go on, continue. Let's start hearing about your week. I'm going to wait. I need to hear your response. All right. Oh, one sec. Let me, let me fire up the old Keurig. Joe is firing up the Keurig. Ugh, I need to get in the hot tub when I'm done. I am done with this podcast. I am going to hot tub this sucker. It's going to be it's going to be 10:11 in the morning. I'm going to get in the old hot tub. All right. All right, I'm back. How'd your week go? Um so on Friday? Yeah, the my, Lord's uh, Day. The Lord's Day. Lady called me from my 
lawyer's office and okay. at, at like 4.45 and said, hey, Mr. Roper, congratulations, you're divorced. Oh, That's how nice. my divorce went. You didn't, you didn't have to show up to a... No. A judgment? A judgment? You didn't have to meet with a judge? No, our two lawyers filled out this thing, which is egregious, and I agreed to just because I was, like, tired of paying a lawyer $200 an hour. Oh, my gosh. You are, like, not good at this. Go I'm on. not good. And... You're going to be screwed. Oh, I am screwed. I'm paying double the child support that, like, the calculator says I should be based on my income. They were like, her lawyer was like, well, he used to make this much when he had this this job that was so stressful that he was shitting blood. He could do it again. He should pay this much. And Reese, I can't, I can't feel sorry like, for you because you just signed it. No, my like, lawyer why? signed it. But he had to ask you. You just can't sign stuff. I know, but how much more money would that have cost? Here's what I was. Just In the long run, you're paying double. Well, I, I, like, I'm hoping in the short could, time, yeah, you would have paid a little bit more to get this thing hashed out. Yeah, but now I until your kids are both over. 18, you're going to be paying I just through the nose. You're going to be working three jobs, man. I know. But I, I hope that we can restructure it because I think Amy will get more money soon at her job. And then we'll just say, okay, let's reevaluate this. And then a judge will look at what I make. If not, I will talk to the judge. Holy anyway, cow. so that happened. And you know, that's I'm 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 relieved. I feel like I'm relieved that that's over and that's good. Okay. Then Monday. Yeah. At about 6 p.m., okay. I find out from my kids that they've had a visitor. Over at Amy's. So Monday? No, Sunday. Sunday. 6 p.m. They've had a visitor. It's a Polish lady from the UK. She's this been hanging bizarre. out with them all day. My fucking ex-wife invited to this country to stay with her and sleep at her house 20 feet from my kids Agata Ozawa, who has two open harassment and cyberbullying cases on her, from me in the UK, got invited to come stay with my ex, who she's best friends with now. This, this is absolutely bizarre. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> I am just like, so scrambling, like I'm scrambling like, I don't feel I don't feel like my kids are safe now. But then I was just like extremely terrified, just shaking. You know, I call the other nurse. I'm like, hey, I gotta I gotta run out. I gotta go get a restraining order. This lady's made threats against me. She's not stable. She's not safe. But like, yeah. So I'm divorced now, and I can talk about this. But like, dude, uh, no. So I get like a I go out and get like a temporary restraining order and just had to text it to Amy, the PDF, and be like, the lady you have in your house is not supposed to be within 500 feet of our kids. So Amy had to call and get a babysitter and then take Agatha back over to Charlottesville, which is somewhere how she picked her up. And now just did not understand like this is not cool like this is dangerous not, I, not nothing uh, in her brain was like oh so i don't like i think i think we need to like break down how crazy this is but i don't know if in the breaking down process Let's do this it. you well you may need to edit this out fine i probably but, like won't. let's but, be honest so like <laughs> have so the whole story of Agata, has that ever been right, told? No. So we can do this now because I am divorced. Okay. So, so. let's, yeah, because I, I don't, obviously I don't want to talk about things if, you know, 
It's if, if, if you don't want to, if it's too personal, no. those types of things. Let's talk about it. People okay. should know. So, um, the, so the whole thing with Agata started how? So I, so my marriage, let's start with this. Okay. Um, my ex was extremely controlling and I mean, I don't, I don't want to lightly toss around the word abusive. So I don't want to say she was abusive, but like, this is part of Christian purity culture that like. You know, like, it's the same thing where, like, when Mike Pence goes into a hotel room, he has to put a towel over the TV and the Bible on top of it just just to show everybody he's not going to look at porn. Yeah. Um, so that culture is why I was a virgin when I got married and my ex was. So we were virgins. We didn't, you know, we waited. Yeah. Sex, I think, for a lot of people that came from that culture, if you got married, it, it's still like hard. It's it's not, uh, dude. Basically, the church is taking what I believe to be this is a side side thing, but like it's Levitical law and a verse in First Corinthians that the church has staked their entire being on just controlling people using sex. And we can talk about that on a different episode, but like, that's where we were. And so I don't blame Amy because she grew up like this. And I gave her the permission to treat me like this because I also grew up like this, but she felt like all men kind of were repulsive and Dessert, you know, like the only way to rein them in was to constantly be on top of them. So okay. my entire marriage, she treated me like I was on the verge of cheating on her. Okay. Or I had cheated on her. Yes. The entire time. She always yes. wanted to check through my phone. If I got a new email for work, she'd be suspicious. Like, is this to look at porn? Are you cheating on me? Is this how you're connecting with other women? Is that what this is for? I had to get a track phone for Arclight, like to start that company. And she's like, yep, it's for porn or it's for looking, it's for hooking up with ladies or whatever. Yeah. So the entire time I was married, it was overbearing and like that. And God forbid I look at porn, which I think every dude, every dude in this, in these times either struggles with or just does. Yeah. It's there. Right. It, but to her, that in, in is... In some form or another, yes, it's that there. That is cheating. So, like, the first... In the first three months of our marriage, I think it was the first month, um, I... She found porn on my computer. I had looked at it and actively was trying to not look at porn. Like, tr trying to... I had spent, you know... All, all those years, I was 31. Yeah. Since I was in high school or whatever, fighting this. Like, yeah. There's a Playboy. Kids on the bus have a Playboy. This is this. There was porn. So look at it or not. But like for me, that's my internal struggle. That's, you know, that's between me and God. Yeah. She found it, you know, and it, yeah. we did not talk about sex. You know, like that was also part of the culture. We couldn't just be like, well, how do you, how do you, you know, like, what, what's going on with this? Why are you looking at this? Do you like it? Is this something you want me to do? Is this, that conversation in 17 years never happened. It yeah. was never safe. There was never a place where I felt like it was safe. And so that time after a month when she found that porn, she took a ring off and was at the airport, like to fly home to her parents to leave me forever. Um, Jeez. I wish I let her go. I mean, yeah. I, I'm glad I have my kids from that. And I Correct. did love her. I, we had a wonderful marriage for sometimes, for most of it. But it just kept getting worse and worse because of this, that she was just super controlling, super overbearing. Um, like, again, I don't want to say abusive, but... 
I've but like told, the like the distrust, the distrust, the distrust, all that stuff that that right, sucks. That's psychological abuse. That yeah. the whole time we were married, we couldn't talk about this. She always wanted to see my computers. She always checking. Always, you know, all, there was always just this threat of I'm going to leave you. I'm going to divorce you if I find this, and we can't talk about it. Yeah. So it just kept going, and then. Despite that, despite the fact that she she could check on me at any time, that she she did that, she would still accuse me of cheating on her, or um, or just insinuate it constantly. You know, like yeah, it we'd be at a party and there'd be like I don't I don't know like a a Catholic schoolgirl outfit on a TV and she'd just turn at me and be like, you like that, don't you? You know, like you're a pervert. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? And no, you're like, am I a pedophile? Is that what you're accusing me of right now? Is this what, where we're going right in front of all these people? It was just like that for 17 years. (laughs) Oh, so that, uh, that makes my blood boil. So we, we got to in like September of 2019. Um, was it 2019? It might have been 2018. I think it was 2018, dude. 2018. 2018. Anyway, we went on a cruise. Marriage was rocky. Like she just at some point decided she would not forgive me for anything. So it was just like she was constantly pissed at me. Wow, what and, an amazing Christian woman. Yes. And she, we went on a Disney cruise. Lots of ladies wearing the uh, wearing the bikinis. Our kids are in the same room. There was no fornicating, you know. So yeah, I was like, I I had thirty minutes of internet. I was like, in the bathroom. I'm like, I gotta squeak out some knuckle children, <laughs> and I looked at porn. And so I'm like. Just in case I have to do this again, I saved three pictures, just booby pictures, and she found them, <laughs> of course, um, yeah. when we got home. And she got really pissed. This is how she found out. This is also kind of shitty. Uh, I'm showing my mom <laughs> vacation pictures on my phone. <laughs> and she was standing behind us, and then all of a sudden there was booby pictures. And I was like, oh. Sorry, mom. My mom didn't care. She's just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) But Amy just like had this. It wasn't like she was mad. It was like she was pleased. Like this is the this is the type of trash I've been telling you about, Ruth. Your son is garbage. He's a pervert. And I saw her face like she had this kind of smile on it, like just a smirk. And I was like, "Uh, okay, you know, like. Got past it. My mom wasn't pissed, you know, at all. My mom wasn't like, Reese, how dare you? She's just like, okay, sorry. Erase those, you know, son or whatever. Keep that to yourself. My mom, you know, was super cool. But Amy was not. So after three days of her just being pissed at me and kind of like, oh, now, now everybody knows what a pervert you are. I just said, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, we can go back to this circle of fighting and you controlling me over this, or we need to talk about this. Like we need to be able to talk about sexuality and sex and it needs to be out in the open or we need to do it with a therapist. We need to figure this out because this is killing us. And she just doubled down, tripled down. Like it was just like, nope, you're the worst person ever. You're a pervert. And like every conversation I had from that point on was that. Two months of that. Ugh. We play a show in Denver. And I and there's some girl I had a crush on. I had too much fireball and I made out with her. And completely conscious of like, I'm done. Like yeah. if you are gonna treat me like this, this is this is me now. Yeah, I am. I am gonna do this. I am cheating on you. So I kissed yeah. this girl. Um, she's still a really good friend of mine. She's a really cool girl. 
we talked about it afterwards and we're like, what did we do? Let's not do that again, etc. But Amy found out. Yeah. <laughs> so from then on, it was just It's funny because because right now I want to take a I want to pause. So pause your story. Mm-hmm. I want to pause to say that there's probably people listening to this right now that may be shocked or appalled by what they've just heard like in the last like five minutes and where it's gotten to the point with you making out with somebody at a show. But then there's probably also the other 50% of listeners that are like, I know that. I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. I know that neglect. And and that's basically what it is. You know, my, my two cents on it, same thing. It's like you grew up in the church and it's like, Sex is bad. 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 Like you can't do anything. Like I know people who are like the first time I kissed my wife was when you were to kiss the bride. Yeah. And it's like, what? And sex is bad. Sex is bad. Sex is bad. Then all of a sudden you get married and on your wedding night, you're supposed to flip a switch, feel that everything you're doing is okay. Feel completely open to do all these things and or positions or whatever yeah. over over the next year that like most most people like most of the world is trying through their like teens and 20s mm-hmm. and stumbling over things and and not doing things right yeah. and getting to a point where after two decades or three decades of of sexuality that they're actually good then at what they do and and that, that's what that's what's crazy to me too. And so I think when people it's hear madness. this, like I said, I think there's fifty percent that are like, Reese, you brought this on yourself. You're a moron. And I think those people maybe there are cool. two things. They're either blessed uh-huh. or they're fooling themselves. Like you're blessed that you haven't had to walk through this. Just like yeah. someone who's blessed who's been wealthy their whole life and they've never had to be poor. Um like you're just blessed, man, and and that's fantastic. And then there's the other side of it that people, you know, I've had I've had two marriages. I've had two marriages fail. And bits and pieces of what you're talking about has happened in in you know, in my situation where you're just you're forgotten. You're looked at as hey, you're you're here to give me kids. Uh-huh. Not get not give us kids. You're here to give me kids. Uh-huh. And then once that job is done, I'm done with you. And you do that thing where you, you know, you you wake up every day or you hang out with other people who are loving to each other. And you talk to your your buddies and stuff like that that are single or or that are married, and you 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 hear about their sex lives or you see things on TV and you you do all that and you're like why why can't i get any of that mm-hmm. like why can't i be touched where it doesn't feel like it's a chore like if mm-hmm. if you, if you have to if you can't look at me like while you're touching me or the look on your face is like you're you're pulling the guts out of a pumpkin <laughs> and it gets like that yeah it's yes. like i that that's not that's not so- that's not fair to me and people you know, and, that ha- that don't have that, they're blessed. You're right. Yeah, that went through I used the to, church, yeah. saved themselves from marriage. Yeah, you 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 know, you're blessed. If you don't have the pull to look at pornography, blessed. Like thank thank God right now. You don't have the pull to check out other ladies' butts or boobs. Like God, but, but has here's blessed you. But here's another thing, Reese. When we talk about that. It's not being talked about, I think, for 95% of the human race. No. I don't, it's not, I think when pornography and like what you just said, like looking at a butt or for women, like looking at guys' abs, mm-hmm. no woman wants to look at a, a wiener, right? Uh, like I disagree. I've talked to a lot of them and they do enjoy it. <laughs> and so... Uh, like most of it, most of the time, most of the stuff that I hear is like, you know, people like women want to see chest and like abs, uh-huh. stuff like that. But it's not like, 
Like we're human beings. We feel yeah. happiness. We feel sadness. Like, are we happy 24 seven? No. Are we sad 24 seven? Sometimes <laughs> are we, are we angry 24 seven? No. Do we feel horny 24 seven? No. But when those emotions hit to be able to have the freedom to be like, I'm happy today. To be able to have the freedom that I'm sad today, I'm angry today, I'm lonely today, Mm -hmm. I'm horny today. When you're blessed to be in a relationship where when you say, I'm horny today, and your partner can either say, I am too, or they say, baby, I love you. How can I help you with that? Like, you know, we got time for a quick one. Let's do this. I want to keep you happy, you know? Yes. And so when though that's a normal emotion, that's not... Like being horny, being like frisky is not this like deviant sexual desire. So when you talk about like, hey, you see a butt, you see that we're not talking about like I'm in front of a computer for 18 hours a day every single day. Like the fact that, yeah, the fact that somebody gets horny, every single person, male, female, depending on your age, obviously, like everybody probably a few times a day gets that feeling and is like, man, if my, if the person that I'm married to the person that I'm dating, you know, whoever, if they were here right now, it would be on, you know? Yeah. And if so that those person cared about you. Yeah. And if that person cared you. about me, we could be doing something right now. But some of us has found ourselves, you, me, some of us have found ourselves in relationships. I'm guessing I'm guessing a third of our listeners, I said half before, I don't want to be that much of an a-hole. Let's say a quarter, I'm going to keep going down. Let's say a quarter to a third of our listeners have probably been in that situation where they they are so frustrated because you can't get what your natural desires want. You're in a situation i.e. being married, where you should be able to get that. And I used to always say this when I had to go to therapy. It's like being in the desert. All you want is a drink of water. Mm -hmm. You want something so basic, so basic as just water. I can walk 10 feet from where I am right now, turn on the tap, and it comes out. I want nothing more than a glass of water when I'm walking in the desert. And that one glass of water becomes the most important thing in my life because I'm dying of thirst in the desert. And that culture creates that lady that's holding that glass of water. She uses it to control you. Correct. Or you will then do anything to get that water. Right. And it shouldn't be. It should just be. Correct. we both like water. Yeah. We have water. Let's share it. Let's let's That's, share this water. Let's make sure and and then here's the other thing. If you have water all the time and you when you have water when you, when you desire water, do you crave water at the point that you you know what I mean, where you'll do anything for it? No. So if you're well hydrated, mm-hmm. you you can you can do all those things in life and you're not thinking about drinking water because you kind of, you, you get some water every few days or you, yep. you drink a glass daily or whatever the case may be. So to go with your metaphor, Joe, yeah, I was not getting enough water. Well, I was mm-hmm. not allowed to talk about water. You were in a desert. Water was used to control yeah. me. Yeah. And it just, it just went on. And finally, like, I was like just the like, movie book of Eli. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Yeah. Except I, I was, I was not. You blind. weren't blind. You weren't black, and you didn't have cat grease for lip balm. I was black. Mm. I forgot. For okay, most of my so marriage. so let's get back. Denver um, show. You talked about it with this with this young lady. I don't want to say yeah. young lady. I didn't mean it like that. I kissed her. I made out with yeah. her, and then. We texted back and forth. Well, Amy found these texts. You are awful at deleting stuff. Let me just put that in here. Because I'm not that person. Like, I'm not a nefarious, like, secretly cheating kind of guy. I just was like, I got to talk to Amy about this. We got to, and we had started counseling. I'm like, we got to get through the counseling to get to a point where I feel safe enough to have this conversation. And that never happened. She just found them, waited till the end of counseling, 
one day and was like, oh, really? You think you're trustworthy or you don't lie? What about this? I'm like, well, I didn't tell you I didn't. I just was waiting for a safe space. Yeah. We did do counseling for about three months. It was just us paying a psychiatrist, psychologist, to a lot of money to listen to Amy berate me and yell at me. And this guy would just be like, "Um, okay. Uh, Okay, Amy. All right, that's enough. Okay, hey, let's try and just imagine that Reese is good or like he has your best intentions in mind. Doing that the whole time for an hour and then he'd give her an assignment like, okay, work on – let's work on you thinking that Reese married you because he loves you. Can you do that this week and then come back and then we're going to discuss things and not have you just yell at him or berate him? And she wouldn't. So we got to that point where she just brought out the accusation of this. And I was like – I just stood up and shook the guy's hand. And I was like, she has not forgiven me for anything for a year. This is not going to go away. Like it's not worth us paying you money right now. Yeah. Thank you. And then I left. And, um, I mean, she could say, like, I walked out on counseling, but there was not counseling happening. There was not – like, he was not helping. She was not there to help for help with the marriage. She was there to use that guy, like, as a referee so I wouldn't yell back. I, I had a marriage counselor once that, you know, obviously you pay by the hour, but you only get 50 minutes of service. So figure that one out. But you pay for the other 10 is billing. Yeah. So you'd, you'd pay, uh, you know, you'd pay your money, which was quite a nice chunk of money uh, for your 50 minutes. And this is honest to God. This is the truth. The first 15 minutes, first 15 to 20 would be the counselor and my wife talking about fashion and shoes. Like we'd walk in and the counselor would be like, oh my gosh, I love those shoes. Oh, I got them at Target, blah, blah, blah. And then they would just be 15 minutes just sitting there talking. I'm a, I'm a wreck. I'm like crying. I want to scream. I want all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, uh, can we start? And then like the counselor would look at me like I was a piece of garbage. Like, oh, oh I'm sorry. Like, we're we're busy here. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, are you kidding me? So that lasted about four sessions. And then I was like, we're not we're not doing this person anymore. I was like, you are like best friends with this person. We ain't doing it. So I'm going to give you I'm going to switch to the Reader's Digest version. We can go over why I got divorced some other time. But like. Lyndon started losing her hair because she was because of anxiety. Lyndon, my twelve-year-old, okay. who was ten at the time, um, because she was so stressed out because Amy and I were fighting and there was so much tension in our house. So when that happened, I went downstairs to sleep on the futon and then did not go back up. One time, Amy did say, "Hey, it would be okay if you came up." I'm not having sex with you, but you can sleep in the bed because I think she thought it would help the girls understand what was going on or at least paint a picture that like we're still married. Yeah. But I was like up that year before where she never forgave me for anything. I, I just said, uh, this is causing our kids harm. I'm going to stay down here till we figure this out and we're not going back and forth. Cause that whole year I kept going back and forth to the futon in the guest room. And, um, so I slept on that futon for 1,066 days, almost three years. I slept on that futon. Uh, during that time, after about a year of sleeping on that futon, when I felt like Amy was not, going to come to the table. And it was, she was not like, there was no, what I think it's possible. She would have come back if I just flat out said, okay, I won't have a phone. I won't use a computer. You're right about everything. I am a pervert. All this stuff that you said about me is correct. 
Maybe. I don't think so. I think she had decided a year before I kissed this girl that she did not want to be married. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. <laughs> we we paid to get our wall fixed. Like, she looked online for a stonemason, which, you know, in a town our size, there's one or two. Yeah. But she found this guy, and he fixed our wall. And now he's fixing her. Oh, so, boy. I'm per, I'm pretty sure there was I'm not saying it but like it's it smacks of oh this is why you wanted out of our marriage. Yeah. Cuz you you're you got a side piece here. Yeah, and lo- lots of people do that. And lots of people um you know obviously the the term uh people come here for facts and medical facts and psychology facts, but the yeah. the term is called projecting. And so you project Me, your problems. Yeah, you 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 project your issues onto somebody else. So, you know, we see that a lot in hate crimes, you know, like 80s and 90s. People will be like, that guy's gay. Let's beat him up. Well, the uh-huh. reason you're beating that guy up because he's gay is because you're gay. That's probably, you know, and so, so possibly you know, I think when people projecting. yeah, so I, I think um I'm I'm familiar with it. So when this people would project um you know, people in my past would project, oh, you know, are you talking to this girl? Are you doing this? Are you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Then it would be they were the ones who were doing extracurriculars, um, you know, had a, had a full schedule, a full plate, if you will, at the restaurant that I wasn't at. Yeah. So um, it's not fair for me to say that she did, but it. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, well, here, here's the other thing, and this isn't you talking. This is me talking. But if um, if Amy went and found, uh, you know, a stonemason to fix a wall in the house and he left, how many other people, how many other people that have been in and out of your life that fixed something, do you still have their number? The fact that you are now divorced and she is already dating this guy? Yeah. What, like she... Like she just went back to the yellow pages and looked up stonemason, called this guy and said, hey, you fixed my wall three years ago. Yep. We want to go out on a date? No. Like, let's look at things logically. There's probably been a continued texting something there. Yeah. And, and she could probably take out some of her frustration on you because she knew that she was, quote unquote, stooping to your level. Probably. Yeah. So... Going back to how all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, After about a year of this, me sleeping on the futon and no end in sight, I'm completely bereft of attention. You know, like I don't You're starving for for water. You're thirsty. I'm starving for female affection and sex. So the most innocuous thing I could think of was to go on an international dating site and find somebody that speaks English and just flirt with them. So I did. And who I found was Agata Ozawa, who was also in a similar situation. She was estranged from her husband in the same house, sleeping out on the couch. Um, She's very pretty. She's, she seems very cool. Um, and so I started flirting with her and she, you know, like she did not grow up in the same conservative Christian background as I did. I have, and still am doubting the, I'm very much against the purity culture right now, by the way. And so kind of evolving this, this thought on this at this time, I'm like, whatever. She sends me some booby pictures and I, I was like, this has never happened to me in my life. This is so great. Flirting, <laughs> all this stuff, sends me some booby pictures, uh, asks me to reciprocate. I feel guilty, so I send her some dick pics. Oh, um, boy. Yep. So then, right, all of sin had fallen short of the glory of God, I, <laughs> which is, I'm, I'm not, I'm joking. I'm not sure if this is a sin. 
also, I did God's thing. <laughs> I saved myself for marriage, and it did not. No, you, you the way that it was advertised. Yeah, no, you don't have to backpedal right now like me going, oh, boy, should have made you yeah. feel dumb or stupid or whatever. It's just an old boy of like, here we go. Let's yeah. hear the story. So if this is if this is wrong, what I did, which it, it is, I was married. I should not have sent her a dick pic or been flirting with her. Uh, but this is what happened. So I did. Um after about two weeks, I, I am getting the inklings that something is not right. And this is before I worked in psychiatric nursing. I had had, you know, like a, a clinical in psychiatric nursing and enough experience like working with crazy old people that I'm like, something's off. Anybody could tell something is off on this girl. She's, she's off like something. She's... Yeah. She's talking about how she's not a Christian. She prays to this demon, all this stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, I, I got to I gotta get out of this. Uh-huh. So one of the things is her mom, who lived in Poland, she lives in the UK near London. Um, her mom had terminal cancer. So she brought this up when we started talking and that was part of us chatting like hey my mom's really sick your mom's really sick chatting chatting i'm thinking i gotta get out of this this chick is off she's crazy just some things how she talked she said just grandiose things like very um very kind of Flights of fancy type grandiose things that you're like, this she's not she's not grounded. So what I think now is she has borderline personality disorder. I'm not a psychiatrist, so I can't make a diagnosis, but like I've been around enough people with borderline that I'm like, oh yeah, she's got it. Um she just wants attention. And she may not. It may a, a personality disorder is not a chemical imbalance, it's just like a learned behavior. But she seems she seems like she has these personality traits. Um, so her mom is terminally ill. Her mom dies. So I'm thinking, I got to get out of this. Her mom dies. So I'm like, this is not a good time. Uh, is, there, is there any part of you that's wondering if the story that she's telling you is true? Not at that time. And now, maybe. I think her mom really did die. She talked about it enough on Facebook and stuff. Okay. Um, but she's all this stuff. She said her husband was physically abusive to her, was all this stuff, um, neglected her, never never had sex with her, never, you know, like th- th- she got pregnant on their first date and then they got married because she wanted to, she wanted his uh, UK citizenship. So... She, um, her mom dies. She goes back to Poland. I'm trying to be supportive, trying to be a cool dude. And then she, at one point, about a week after that was like, and so this is about a month into it. She was like, I don't think this is working. I don't think we should date anymore. And not that we're dating. We're cyber chatting and sending a couple pictures. But I was just like, yes. You're right. I don't feel like it either. <laughs> Trying to get out. Somehow I have to get out of this. And so, and also I didn't feel right about it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't right. So the, she kind of gave the this is This is the I thing that it. like baffles me with, with you. You are so in tune to other people and they're... Yeah. Uh, like the fact that this person, people. yeah, the fact that this person is overseas, uh-huh. you know, allegedly all this stuff is going on. Allegedly, what she has told you is the story that 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 she's told you. Allegedly, her name is the name that that you have, you know, that you know her as. It mm-hmm. may be something else. We don't know anything about this, but the thing that shocks me is that you had that you had such a time quote unquote breaking up with her 
Like it's a, it's a person right. overseas who is not in your life who is an internet chat, and, and it's I like the, just been like block, yeah, delete. or delete, yeah, like delete this program, like never, never deal with this person again. It's not like right. it's not like a girlfriend that you live with or right. someone. You know what I mean? Like that's what's so crazy to me. I could have. Is that, that's not me though. Is that I'm like always taking care of people? I'm always like, this is why I'm a nurse. Like you're I'm like, like, I'm so glad she broke up with me, so I didn't have to break up with her. Plus, her mom <laughs> just died. I was not like I. Like, like peace I, out. I was I like, would I, I would have just I said I don't know to... who. I would have said I don't know who this person is. I don't know if this story is is concocted or what. I'm done with them. No, you know? I had. I, I was like still concerned about her. My goodness. But like she gave the out and I was like, cool, this is the out. Like I don't okay. have to be romantically involved. Okay. I don't have to go anymore with this. Or if Amy somehow turned a corner, I don't have to do, explain this. Like I would just explain it to that point, I guess. Yeah. Um But I feel like I had a pretty good explanation. Like, hey, remember that year you treated me like shit and then wouldn't talk to me and then remember how we were you were controlling me with sex the whole time? Well this is what happened after me being on the futon for another year. So, um yeah, I mean so so I tried to take the out, but I was also caring about her that her mom just died. I was like, let's just stay in touch. We'll stay friends. And I did. I texted her like two or three times a week just to be like, how's oh it going? Goodness. How are you doing? For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.